Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Did That Really Happen? This is a podcast that's a little bit different. We don't usually talk a lot about the Bible. We just like to try to tell stories that have happened to us. We usually have a minister on with us, and we have today with us Brother Wayne Rogers. He was on with us earlier this week talking about the church and media with the local congregation. That's an excellent episode that I think if you're interested in learning more about doing things on social media to promote the gospel. Certainly that doesn't have everything in it, but there's a lot that was covered, a lot that you can go back and glean from that Wayne had to offer in the discussion that we had that would be beneficial to you. So make sure you go back and give that a listen. And also you can leave us a rating and a review on all of our major podcasts that we do. We've got so many different shows. Usually we have content every day of the month. And yet during the summer, we we kind of scale that back, give our hosts some time off to kind of rest up for the next season. And we've only been doing about two episodes a week. And so today we've got Wayne on with us, with Caleb and I. And, uh, you know, I'm your host, Michael Clark, and we've got Caleb over here. Um, Caleb, uh, tell us a little bit about what your perspective is when we talk about stories like this, why it's why it's prudent for us to kind of have these discussions. I think it's important. To, for people to know that ministers are, are people too. They're humans, you know, and they go through all kinds of things that other people go through. And that's one of the one of the things I really enjoy about the job. Like we've mentioned before, we have the greatest job in the world, mm-hmm. um, and that is to, to preach the gospel and to play maybe a small role in helping someone see that they need Jesus Christ. Um, <clears throat> and yet one of the things about our job is that it changes every single day because we're dealing with people. And people bring about sometimes the most insane, crazy, and funny things. Um, hence the the title of this podcast. Did that really happen? There's no way that something like that happened. And so that's why really one of the reasons why we want to do this podcast. We wanted people to show or we wanted to be able to show people, you know, we go through all kinds of things too. We're not, you don't, you know, it's more than just standing in the pulpit on Sundays and teaching class on Wednesdays. Our ministry is every single day involved with people. Um, and we have all kinds of crazy stories about it. So yeah, that you know, I, I said that when Caleb and I first kind of created this particular podcast, I told him that as a kid, I used to always think my dad was making stuff up when he would come home and tell us about something that happened to him. I'd think there's no way that that really happened to you. And then I started to go with my dad to these lectureships and gospel meetings that he would be at. And they always have a dinner of some sort right. of some of these lectureships. And I would start to listen to some of these other ministers. One of them, Steve Higginbotham, he'll be on the program with us, of course, too. And we, we've had Steve on. We've had Joe Wells on. We've had all these people that we've recorded programs with. And I would start to listen to them say things that were at times even more insane. And I thought, oh, so this isn't just a dad thing. This must be a minister thing. And then I've told a, f- a few stories so far, and and we'll see what happens today. Maybe something will hit me, and I'll, I'll tell a story about what happened to me. But I also have been kind of surprised that how in the world does this stuff happen <laughs> to us? You know, and why does it always seem to happen to my dad or to me or to Steve Higginbotham. But then I listen to preachers like what Wayne's going to talk about today, and I think, oh, it's just all of us. We all have something to talk about. So, Wayne, just for posterity's sake, introduce yourself for everybody that if they missed your podcast earlier this week with us and give them an opportunity to kind of know who you are and then just jump right into some of your stories. All right. I'm Wayne Rogers. preach for the Eastside Church of Christ in Maryville, Tennessee, and uh been preaching for about 25 years, and so there are plenty of stories to tell. Most of those I'm going to keep to myself, right? Um, and, uh, but it's, uh, it's great to be on with you guys, and I think it is good to just to let people hear some stories and to, to know that we're just, you know, we're, we're human. And, and that's, the, 
you know, the, the part of life that, that we all face, you know, there, there are ups and downs and there's funnies and there's sads and there's, there's all kinds of things that happen to us through life. Uh, one of the stories that, that I was thinking about uh, trying to tell is a, a story that happened, I don't know, probably uh, now about 15 years ago, maybe not quite that far back. And, and I had just gotten a new uh, truck, just gotten a new Chevrolet Avalanche. And I was, I loved that thing. It was, it was a great truck. And, um, we had this gospel preacher coming in to do a gospel meeting for us. And so he came into town and uh, I think he may have flown into town. And so he didn't have his vehicle with him and we had an extra one. And so, uh, you know, picked him up and, uh, and, and took him to the hotel and, and my wife and I, uh, she drove separately. And so we, we just left the vehicle with him, you know, my nice Chevy Avalanche and, and, uh, you know, I thought nothing's going to happen to this. You know, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> right. You know, this good brother's going to take care of my truck. No problem. And, uh, well, anyway, you know, the couple of days went on. We had, you know, the meeting got started on that Sunday. Fine. We had fellowship meal. And so, you know, he's driving it back and forth, you know, and I, you know, I take a peek out there in the, in the parking lot and make sure it's there, <laughs> make sure everything's going all right. <laughs> right. You know? And, uh, anyway, we had him over to the house and, um, where we lived in that neighborhood, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it was tight getting out. Really, it wasn't that tight getting in and out. I was trying to give him a little bit of credit, but um, the, the truth of the matter was there was plenty of room to back out of our driveway and uh, and not hit anything. So what I'm about to tell you is this preacher backed up into the mailbox across <laughs> the street. So he hit the neighbor's mailbox, and we're talking about a mailbox that was um, – you know, uh, like a brick mailbox. <laughs> it wasn't just a, a post with a mailbox sitting right. on top. I mean, he hit the mailbox and, and those, you know, they're just kind of maybe a half a foot down and that thing rocked all the way back. It may have even fallen all the way over. Now, he didn't tell me about it right away. Um, he didn't come back in that night and say, hey, man, this thing just happened. Come help me pick up this mailbox in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> You know, which is, you know, what I would have probably expected, you know, especially if this good brother, you know, right. we all know him very well. Right. So, uh, <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, no, sometime the next day he says, uh, he comes to me, Wayne, I've got to tell you, um, I messed up. I, I was, <laughs> was backing out of your driveway and I hit the mailbox across the street and hit it hard enough that I rocked it out of the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, you know, well, okay, well, you know, do how's we need my to, truck? Do, <laughs> do we need to go fix the mailbox? You right. Know, and how is my truck? Yeah. You know, how bad did you hit it? And, um, you know, went back there and, and he showed me and it has this little tiny scratch on it, you know, and I thought, <laughs> oh man, you know, I would have probably, I may have even scratched it like that. That may not even be the scratch that you think it is, but it, it was funny because the, you know, and the, that's not the funniest part of the story. The funniest part of the story is literally, Every time I would see that brother, either a gospel meeting or a lectureship after that, or as, you know, uh, somewhere along the way, uh, maybe at one of these other programs like Foundations or something like that, um, <laughs> we would run across this brother and, uh, you know, and, and he would look at me and he would just, you know, hey, can I borrow your truck? 
<laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I would hand him my keys today, though. Uh, I love that brother dearly. Um, and, you know, that's just, that's not really the, the funniest story, but it, it it's funny because it's life. Oh. And it indicates what we all, what everybody goes through in life. Oh, yeah. And and you won't say it, but I will. Put it out there. It was my dad. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and funny enough, it runs in the family because <laughs> I, I said to you guys listening, I didn't know if something would hit me. A couple months ago, uh, my, my mom, being the good grandmother that she is, saw a free outside wooden playset. And determined that it was now my outside wooden playset for my son Adam, and so she texted me and she said, "Hey, go pick up this playset. I have a truck, but the truck wasn't big enough to to put the playset in the back of it, so I had to borrow a trailer from one of my elders. So I borrowed like a twenty foot trailer, and I had never hauled a trailer like that before. And Caleb knows this story well, so. The elder told me that he he had everything out for me. All I had to do was go and, and hook up the hitch and be good to go. So I got there, and I, I noticed that he put a hitch on the back of the trailer, and I was like, well, I've got a hitch. And so I hitched it to my truck, and uh, this this part is important. I saw these chains, and I thought, I don't know what you do with those. <laughs> so like, like a dummy, I wrapped them around the hitch. <laughs> That connects to my trailer, to my truck. I wrapped it around itself and tied them together and then snapped them together and said, that won't go anywhere. Not knowing that underneath my truck are two <laughs> holes designed for those chains to go in so that if I lose the trailer, it doesn't completely come off. And I start making my way to Collierville. And I have my brother-in-law, Matthew, with me. And... We're driving, and I hit a bump, and all of a sudden, I noticed the trailer's kind of rocking a little bit. So I said, I'm going to kick it down to 55, and I'm going to put my hazards on. That might have been Providence, because we are on the interstate. Everybody's kind of staying away from us because I got my hazards on, and they're, they're trying to get away. And I hit a bump just right, and the trailer comes off. Now, I had always hauled trailers that needed a one-inch hitch. So that's all I had. This trailer needed a two-inch hitch. The elder put a two-inch hitch on the back of his trailer for me to use, and I thought, well, I don't need to use his hitch. I've got a hitch. <laughs> well, it comes off, and I'm looking in the rearview mirror because I thought, I'm speeding up kind of a little bit here. I don't have the resistance, that, and I'm looking in horror as this trailer, <laughs> we're on a bridge, and it's one of those concrete bridges, you know, and it starts just pinballing all over the bridge and i'm thinking i'm about to hit somebody and i'm i'm in major trouble here and uh for some reason fortunately it did not hit a single car but it bounced off of the sides of the bridge a couple of times and then landed right in the middle of the interstate so now i'm parked on the interstate backing up to try to put the trailer back onto my truck to drive it off to the side, and I mean, I have destroyed the thing. The parts exploded. Parts were all <laughs> over the place. And the first thought I had was, I have to call one of my elders <laughs> and tell him that his very expensive trailer that he let me borrow is not got a little scratch. It's wrecked. And so I called him, and I said, Brother, I'm sorry to do this to you, but you're going to have to come get your trailer. 
And he says, I can't get there today. And I said, well, then, brother, I have to leave it on the side of the road. I can't bring it back. I, I don't know what I've done. And so he comes out to get it, and it starts pouring down rain to add insult to injury. And here I am standing out in the pouring down rain, and I cannot get this this brother to let me pay for the repairs. To this day, he hasn't let me pay a single dime for it. And, and you still have a job, right? And I still have a job for some reason. Um, I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or he just doesn't have He's the heart to fire me. Um, but, you know, it's it's funny because the joke now at our congregation is, can I borrow a trailer? <laughs> and I had always made fun of dad for that. And then I got a taste of my own medicine. And it's just, yeah, it's not the funniest story in the world. But you want to talk about a look of fear? Because I bet my dad had the same fear, and all he did was knock over a mailbox. <laughs> I could have plowed that trailer into somebody. I got yeah. very lucky. But, yeah, I blame my dad for that. So that's, that's all I got to you know say what, about You that. know what they say about, about trailers, right? What's better than having your own trailer? Having a friend who has a trailer. Right. But in Michael's case, nobody will let him borrow a trailer <laughs> that's again. Right. That's, <laughs> that's right. over with. <laughs> yeah. Now, to this brother's credit, too, this was really awkward, but a week later, we had to go somewhere. <laughs> and. I asked this brother if I could borrow another trailer and let my father-in-law drive. (laughs) And he said yes. And so when we're going to hitch the trailer up, I said to my father-in-law, I said, Mark, I don't know what I did wrong. And then I saw him connect the chains. I said, I know what I did wrong. (laughs) Those things go there. Oh, and he said, what did you do with them? And I I showed him and he goes, yeah, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> and if I had done that, I wouldn't have lost the trailer probably. Right. Yeah. I would have right. had to have pulled over, and I would have had to switch it the hitch out. It still would have been attached. Though. But it would have at least been attached, and I wouldn't have destroyed the thing. Right. Wow. <laughs> These stories, you know, when you, you start thinking about the, the connection, and, and part of the reason, obviously, I wanted to bring that up because you had told me that yeah. about the trailer a yeah. little while back. So I was kind of setting you up as well. Um, <laughs> it de- it definitely run- seems to run in your family. Uh, I'll just say that. That's so. that's very true. Bad luck follows us. <laughs> um, on another occasion, I'm preaching. This is early on in my preaching, preaching in a congregation down in Florida. I just moved down there and wa- I'm up in the pulpit and you know, the congregation I'd preached at previously, we didn't really have, I mean, for the probably first five years that I preached there, it was a small congregation, a small building. We didn't even have a microphone. We were talking about technology <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. in a previous <laughs> conversation. So you've suffered. So, yeah, I've, I've been there, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, so I get into the pulpit, and it was one of those long stem type, you know, with a little knob on the top and uh, type... Uh, Ish. I'm sure it was a nice microphone or whatever, but anyway, you know, it was about 18 inches long coming mm-hmm. up, up, up out of the pulpit. And um, the guy who was doing the announcements or maybe the scripture reading before me or something like that, but anyway, he had gotten up and um, he was about 6'8". I'm 5'10". So you might see where this one's going. <laughs> so as people do, they'll adjust the microphone right. for, you know, so it hits them. Not that you ever really have to move those microphones if they're set correct. I'll just throw that out there for future <laughs> reference. But anyway, um, so he shouldn't have moved the microphone to begin with. But when I get in the pulpit, uh, you know, a few minutes later or whatever, I'm standing up there. I don't even see the microphone. I mean, I, there's a stem there, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm preaching. You know how you step in the pulpit. Right. 
you're on, you're ready to go. That's right. You know, and, and and I was, and I wasn't paying attention to it. microphone. I don't care about a microphone. You know, I'm I'm preaching. You know, I'm going with it. <laughs> and um, I was probably messing around with PowerPoint or something like that anyway, trying to get it ready. Anyway, I'm I'm up there and preaching, and I'm into it for probably a good ten minutes. And I, you know, I, I don't know if you guys do this, but you know, I, I'll look at the audience, but I don't always make really eye contact. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, sometimes you look at the tops of heads yeah, more than you do the eyes. Foreheads. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Okay. So I just let the secret out of the bag. Anyway. We're uh, actually not looking at you. If any, if, any our, if any of our members are listening to this, we do look at your eyes. I promise. Yeah, we are making yeah. eye contact with you. But this sometimes. was way back when I was just learning to preach. And so right. yep. I wasn't doing it right. Okay. Yep. That's right. No doubt. Um, but anyway, so, so I'm preaching on and I'm, and I'm getting with it, you know, in this sermon. And I, I look down. And and where do preachers and their families usually sit? Towards right, the front, front or second row, front. right? But yep. That second row yep. over here on the my left now. Yep. And uh, Cindy's sitting there with the boys. Boys are pretty young, and uh, Cindy's sitting there. And and I just happened to kind of look two or three times over there, and she caught my eye. And I'm looking at her, and she's making this motion where she's grabbing something in the air and pulling <laughs> it down. <laughs> And she's not doing it like she's raising her hand where anybody else could see it. She's kind of doing it right in front of her face. And she's she's pulling it down like this right here, just out of the air. And I, I look over there and I'm like, oh, what she's doing, you know, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm trying not to break my concentration. You know, right. I don't want to slow down. I'm, I'm preaching on and I'm, I'm moving on. But every once in a while, I keep looking over there and she'll when I look at her, she goes, <laughs> you know, she, she's kind of like, you know, double takes and like tries to pull it down real quick. You know, I'm like, what is going on? And so, you know, I've heard stories for years about kids who have been called out from the pulpit right. Right, by their parents, by right. their dad. Right. Okay. But have you ever called out your wife? No, no I, have, I can honestly say that's never happened. Um, well, well, it ain't great. I would imagine okay. not. Uh, Especially when you found out why she was doing what she was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so I finally just look over there and I see you're doing it again and I say, you know, I just got kind of throw my hands up and say, what is it? Like that, you know, and she just melts into the pew and the, she's like, oh, you know, just kind of falls, you know, she's just trying to get out of the you know pew and trying to slip in, you know, through the walls and so nobody sees her, you know, and, uh, and I'm looking over there and she goes, and, you know, th- that moment right. that I said it, it I knew exactly what it was, you know, and I'm like. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, you know, and literally I was looking under it. So I never saw the microphone. It was above my head, you know. And so I, I, I pull it down. So, you know, as far as preaching goes, you know, I, I made a total idiot of myself. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. And uh, and I paid for that one for a while. And that story still comes up. And, and she'll tell people, I, you know, my husband calls me out sometimes when he's preaching. <laughs> and uh, it's not That's good. Awesome. It is not good at all, I'll tell you. That's we awesome. we had that problem at South Haven. The very first time I ever did scripture reading, uh, Brother Kevin Kozort. <laughs> I haven't seen him in years, but Brother Kevin Kozort yeah. got up yeah. and <clears throat> he pulled the microphone all the way up. And I, I'm really short, so I'm <laughs> I'm pulling the mic up right now and I'm going with it just yeah. so I can keep the audio going. But I forgot because I'm I'm 11. I haven't done this stuff before, <laughs> right? And so I get up to the to read the scripture and. I realize the mic is all the way up there, and I start to speak, and you, you can't hear me very well. So I, my dad says, pull the mic down. So I pull the mic down, and I look at it, and I look at him, and I just shook my head no, and I just burst into tears. 
and ran off the stage into the foyer of South Haven's auditorium into the arms of one of our elders and was just weeping. Um, actually, he was one of our former elders at the time, but I was just weeping, like uncontrollable sobbing. I am 11 years old. This is the first time I have ever gotten in front of people in a pulpit, and I am just sobbing uncontrollably. And my dad had to get up and read the scripture for me and cover for me. Because you know how it is as a preacher. Right. You, you get embarrassed, you know, your son's not doing something he's supposed to be doing, or he, he runs off the stage crying. Now you have to get up and read the scripture and make it up, like make up for what happened. And I didn't get in the pulpit for another two years. Wow. Every time I was asked, I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> no chance. I, I, and so when I got up at 13 to deliver my first sermon, the very first thing I did was I grabbed that mic, I pulled it right up to my mouth, and I spoke, but I also had a lapel mic on. <laughs> so halfway through speaking, I was like, forget the pulpit. And I just paced back and forth in the in the on the stage of South Haven. I walked from one end of the baptistry to the other end of the baptistry. And yeah, that that scarred me for life. Putting the microphone up is is a sin. It's a sin. It should not be allowed. Like you said, if you do it right, it can stay right. exactly where it is. You don't have to touch it. But I still touch it when I get up to preach. Now I pull it close to my mouth, so I'm guilty habit. as well. You know, it's a habit. Yeah. We had um, at um, East Side. We just recently replaced it with with one single handheld, battery uh -huh. operated. We're, we're good now. Okay. Yeah. It is nice microphone. But we had two long oh, stems yeah. that would come around from each side, you know, and so everybody gets up there. Not only, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you milking up there? Yes, you right. <laughs> yeah. It's like a White House press secretary, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Is this thing on? Right. <laughs> touching them all. Oh, uh, man. Oh. But anyway, that's, yeah. So you did it at 11. I messed up at 32, probably. Yeah, I didn't call out right. Kevin Kozor. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Kevin Kozor, what is wrong with you? What are you I doing? Can't, I, dare I can't you. believe you messed yeah. with them. <laughs> but yeah, everybody was real nice to me for some reason after that. I don't know why. Scared not, you were going to sure. cry, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, that cry baby over there. Don't ask him to read scripture. Don't. He'll get emotional. <laughs> I should have played that off and been like, I just love the word of God so much. <laughs> I just couldn't bring myself to read <laughs> it. I couldn't bring myself to read it. That's right. <laughs> on another on another occasion, we were uh, another congregation, different congregation. Uh, just started a new work as well. Sometimes these things happen right when you start, when, right when you walk in the door. You know, you go ahead and get this out of the way. You know, if you can. Um, I was there the very first week. You know, preach that that Sunday or whatever. So I'm coming in and I'm thinking, okay, well Monday morning, I'm going to get my office set up and so i had plans and so i get up there to the building very early and uh <coughs> excuse me to get started and uh they had given me the code because there was an alarm on the door and all that so well when you come in the building you know you got whatever 10 seconds you know to hit right. the code and um so i i remembered the code so i thought oh man <laughs> and uh it it didn't want to shut it off and so, well, then I keep hitting the code and I hit, you know, star or asterisk or whatever was down there, you know, right. I, I hit one of the other buttons. I didn't realize that I had put it in silent mode and silent mode when it goes to the alarm company is a bad deal. Uh huh. Yep. And so literally about seven minutes later, I'm <laughs> thinking this is turned off because I'm not hearing it anymore. Right. <laughs> I, I'm good, you know. <laughs> Well, I had already walked down and I had on the other end of the building and, you know, unlocked my office and I walked in there and I thought, well, I'll, 
I walk back down and, you know, pick up my Bible off the pew. I had left it up there that, yeah. that night before or whatever. So I thought I'd walk back in there. And so I'm walking in. So I'm, I'm walking back down the, the hallway, back towards those two double, double doors that I had opened up to come in. And about the time I'm getting there and about to turn to the right to go into the auditorium, about that moment, and I really wasn't paying attention, you know, I'm just walking, doing my thing, you know, or whatever. About that time, the doors come flinging open, <laughs> and two men, heavily armed <laughs> and drawn weapons on me, you know, are, are yelling at me, you know, stop right where you are, you know, you know, and just and, and yelling at me. I'm like, okay, you know, I got. It. <laughs> I'm like hands up, you know, you got it. Literally, I, I'm like. What did I do? <laughs> and, it, you know, it never occurred to me that I just put this thing in yeah. silent panic mode or something like that. You know, these men came in the door drawn on me and, you know, I don't have a card yet to even show them, you know, my name's not even on the right. sign out front yet. You know, there's nothing I could do to prove, you know, I've got an out of state license still. You right. know, I look like the guy that just broke in the building <laughs> and, uh, and it's not good. And um, I don't know, it, th these guys come in and they were, they were very generous to me. Once we began to talk, once they put the weapons down, you know, I was, but these men came in, I mean, they were, they were ready, you know, and it, it scared me to death. And, you know, we, we all got a laugh later and it's, it's funny to think about now, but for a moment there, I was scared out of my wits, man. I, That's I, awesome. I apparently last night here at Pulaski. Almost, oh yeah. So apparently the security team didn't recognize me didn't i hadn't met them yet or, or whatever and i got up to, to go use the restroom and they saw a guy that they didn't recognize get up suspiciously and go to the back restroom because we all know my illness i, I go to a back restroom if i need to use it to, to benefit everybody else that's not a surprise if you know me if you don't know me i'm sorry but I came all the way back to the restroom in this hallway on this side, which is on the way other end of the building. So all they knew is a guy we don't know is heading towards the classrooms. That's it. And I can understand why that would be a little bit of a concerning thought. <laughs> so they were flanking me. <laughs> I didn't even know this. I'm, I'm just kind of bebopping along going to the restroom. And they're, they're out in the hallway uh, outside going to flank me. They're going to come in on one door and then on the other side of the door to just corner me in. And then apparently they saw me talk on the cameras to one of the elders, and they're like, "Okay, he's good." But I mean, Jonathan they were said, coming at you. Jonathan said, "You were this close. <laughs> you would have gotten, gotten sandwiched." And it would have been, it would have been just like your situation. Yep. What are you doing here? Uh, I'm, I'm BJ Clark's son. <laughs> you BJ Clark. Right? They'd be like, "Who?" Yeah. <laughs> the one time, the one time that no one knows who that is. Would right. Be the time that I have guns pulled on me. But yeah, that's oh, I, that's the thing. The we talk so much about if it can happen to anybody, it'll happen to so-and-so. But there's more that's happened to all of us. And yeah. some of the stories, we just can't tell y'all. We sat here for <laughs> like, 45 minutes yeah. before we hit record, yeah. yakking and, and laughing. We can't tell you guys, not because they're, they're bad stories, but like, it's just kind of surprising that some things happen yeah. to us that way. Like, I've had I've had so many stories happen to me since I got sick with people that aren't members of the church that, you know, interactions with people like, I, I go to give blood one day, and the research nurse says, hey, we have this intern, and I don't like needles. And this we have this intern, and she needs to practice. <laughs> Can you be her dummy? <laughs> and normally, you ask that question, and the intern's not in the room. Yeah. The intern's standing right in front of me. And my research nurse goes, do you mind if she takes your blood today? 
Well, I guess not. She's right there. What am I going to say? No. <laughs> Wait for some other arm, you know. So I said, sure. And this this poor girl was not very good at her job. I got stuck about eight times. Have you ever had a needle go through the vein? Ooh. I've had a roll of I have had about three times where she went through a vein. And it's like, oh, let me try again. And so my research nurse finally came back and said, if you ever do that to me again. I will leave. I don't care if I get sick and die. I will never come back here again. And you think, like, there's no way that that can happen, like, to somebody. And then the very next week, something else crazy happens. But some people just have bad luck, man. And I think... You know, sometimes it's just life, though. I think I mean, it's, oh, just yeah. life, it's just life. But and like, we all deal with it. Right. At a certain point... The preachers are not, you know... At a certain point, because preachers have to be in so many different walks of life, because... They have to try to minister to a congregation that has so many different walks of life. Yeah. You're put into so many random situations and odd <laughs> places, and you just don't know what, what's going to happen at any given moment. And, I mean, just just thinking about, you know, like the restoration trip mm. that I went on. I don't know if you were in school yet we at were, the time. Were you okay? We were together. And so uh, here I'm on the restoration trip, and I'm sick, and I don't know what's wrong with me. And I've got all of these issues going on, and I have to go on the restoration tour. And it was awful. It was one of the worst trips of my life. I spent most of the trip in the bus bathroom and in pain the rest of the time. I had to carry a donut pillow around. And now I've just I've embraced the donut pillow. But there are pictures of me walking with all of these people with a donut pillow. And it's like, what's wrong with that 22-year-old man that he's wearing a donut pillow on his sleeve? And it's like, you guys don't know what I've been through. Like, you don't know my life. And that's, not, that's, that's not even the half of it. You know, there's so much that happens to us because we're put into these weird situations and circumstances that I think sometimes... The reason we called the program what we called it was I really think people don't believe us. When we t- I know Cindy doesn't believe some of the stuff I've told her. Right. And she's like, no way that happened. I'm like, it did. I promise. I, I mean, I- I'll put a hand on a Bible if well, you really ask me to. It's funny because places like Bible Camp and Foundation oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, some of those preacher training things uh-huh. that, you know, oh. that happen. You know, there's, there's some really funny stuff. And, and preachers are rough on preachers. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, yep. there's, there's, you know, one of the stories we were laughing at earlier, I won't go into it, but, you know, it, it was me playing a, a prank on another yeah. preacher, you yeah. know, yeah. And, uh, and really kind of wrecking his day. Right. Unfortunately, you know, I mean, it was pretty bad. <laughs> you know, we, we can be pretty rough on one. Yeah. But let, let me give you another real go. quick one, you, because you yeah. brought up the restoration trips. Yeah. I and mean, we went on ours. Um, I was dealing with kidney stones. Ooh. Oh, bad, man. Yeah. Really, really bad. And um, I, I had already had a, a bout with them, had been to the hospital and, you know, and oh, now it's time to go. And so we went, you know, of course I'm chugging water the whole trip and all this, but we, uh, and, and I was trying to pass one on the trip. And so anyway, we're, we're there and we're, um, we get to Cane Ridge. Mm-hmm. And so we're walking around, you know, checking out the museum and, and, all, right. and all that there. And we're walking around, we're, we're looking at the, we're out in the graveyard. And so Martin W. Stone has yep. his, um, you know, his, his tomb yeah. thing there, you know, whatever, and his grave marker yeah. and all. And so we're walking by it, and you can clearly see Barton W. Stone, you know, on it or whatever. And so <laughs> this was early meme time, okay? Think about it. And so a guy takes a picture of me walking by it, and then he wrote on it on his computer. He made an early, you know, I mean, this yeah. is literally before yeah. memes were a big deal. Right. right. And it was Wayne passing the stone. <laughs> 
So he he invented memes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I give Andrew Crow credit for Thank that one. That was Andrew. I was going to say yeah. it was Andrew. It I really thought it would be. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that, you, you mentioned foundations. Um, I think one of the one of the things that has always been funny to me was you had the unfortunate pleasure one year of preaching on pornography to the teens. <laughs> <laughs> and when I tell you that you could hear a pin drop, they were there was like. And it's not because Wayne did anything wrong. Like, he handled the subject very expertly. He preached a Bible message. <laughs> that can be taken bad. What, what, what I mean by that is Wayne handled that sermon like a seasoned gospel preacher. He wasn't. Thanks he for wasn't. clarifying. <laughs> so the, the thing that was so odd, though, was like you had the unfortunate difficulty, though, of you had kids from all ages in that class. Oh, Three man. classes. And you didn't know. You, you don't know. It's not like you're going to sit there and say, who's done this? Because that's not the way you start a class like right. that. So these kids, some of them are like, what are we doing here? And I remember thinking, because I came in and sat on one of the classes, I was like, poor Wayne. <laughs> my, my not, dad, a, not a peep out of these kids. The whole time they're all like, and I mean, these, eyes just yeah. bugged out of dad, their heads. You I know? told dad, I was like, you did Wayne dirty. You told Wayne to preach on something. And all these kids are in there like, what are we listening to? Because it's like, you know, some of it's just a heavy topic. Because yeah. a lot of kids, they're blessed to have never in interacted with right. that. And so for them, it's kind of such a foreign thing. But there's also something that's kind of been funny that at Foundations has happened where we've had kids that that try to get out of doing stuff by pretending to be sick. And one year oh, yeah. there was a there was a guy there and um he he jumped and when he landed he goes ow 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 my leg <laughs> he starts limping and so I was like okay and he starts limping with his left leg <laughs> and then when he turned he started limping with his right leg and I said, hey, man, wrong leg. <laughs> and he goes, oh. And he started limping on his left leg. This it. same kid later on Thanks in the that. week. Thanks for that. Thanks for reminder. I'm healed <laughs> in that leg. Not both legs. That same kid later on in the week, he didn't want to preach his sermon. Uh. And so he decided to pretend to be sick. And he was going around going, my tummy hurts. I'm not kidding. That's exactly how he said it. And so my dad called him over and he was like, hey, man, what's going on? And he goes, I'm, I'm sick. I'm not feeling good. It was Thursday afternoon. Well, we went to the Redbirds game that night. And so that night he, got, he gets put on the... Um, the the dance. Oh, and he starts. Yeah, and he starts dancing. Yeah. And he starts taking a shower. Basically, he's doing. The, you know, and my dad calls him in the next morning, and he goes, "So, are you still feeling bad?" My tummy hurts. <laughs> and dad goes, "So, like last night, when you uh were put on the camera and you you were kind of dancing around, were you still feeling bad then?" And he goes, "I was putting on an act." <laughs> my dad goes, "So, if you're doing that then." Couldn't you be doing that now? And he goes, oh, I, I guess I'm okay. <laughs> he just walks <laughs> But I mean, you, you just think about all the crazy stuff that's happened at foundations or at any Bible camp. You know, there's so many stories. I'm sure if we really sat down and thought about stuff that we could have talked about from the time that you were at foundations with yeah. me and all the stuff we experienced and dealt with, there, there's so much. I mean, Caleb was a camper there too, the years that I was there. And there <laughs> so many things when you get your apartment yep. with 15 
Yeah. Young men in there yeah. and Michael's, two bedrooms. Michael's three apartment bedrooms. was infamous. Yeah. Okay. We, it was. <laughs> so All our, kinds of things happened. Our apartment, it was it was crazy because our apartment was psychotic. <laughs> we were insane. We were so we were awful. Like one night when Brandon Blackwell was in the apartment, he was a he was brand new to foundations. Oh man. and Brandon got it in his head that we were gonna wrestle. And so Brandon starts like jumping on top of my back and trying to take me to the ground. Now Brandon Brandon's no bigger than this boom arm that's holding my microphone right now. And it's not still that isn't. big. Still isn't that big. Brandon, I hope you're listening to this. You you are still not as big as you were back then. You're not much bigger than that. You know I love you. But he's trying to take me to the ground. And I'm just kind of like throwing him off onto the bed. And I'm just whatever. Well, finally, I'd had enough. And so I was just like, I'm putting this kid in his place. So I like rolled him to the ground. And I put him in a chokehold, like holding his chest down. And I was like, stop it. And all of a sudden, I hear a knock at the door, and it's Jenny Thornton. <laughs> She's underneath us trying to sleep because she has to work the next day. And bless her heart, she goes, I need to see Michael Clark right now because it's like 12. <laughs> and we got, in, we got in some trouble for that. And I was like, I'm trying to get him to calm down. Don't worry. I, I promise you I'm trying to get him to calm down. <laughs> I'm not instigating this at all, but I'll take care of it. There was, a, there was, another, there was another time where... Were you in our apartment the year we tried to get Pizza Hut? I don't remember. Okay, so Marcus decided, my brother-in-law, with Jordan Pugh, that we were going to get Pizza Hut one night. And they went off campus and didn't tell Dad. That's a no-no. Right. That's bad. And so they go off campus. They didn't tell Dad. And Dad just happens to be driving up. (laughs) To go to sleep. It's one in the morning. And they're, they've they gone to pick up the pizza because they said they wouldn't deliver it. We had to go pick it up. And so dad forgot because Jordan's been a camper before. Marcus wasn't ever a camper, but, you know, Marcus was still young enough to be a camper. Dad forgot they weren't campers. And so he starts getting on to them. They threw the pizza away. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I do you remember this? Yeah. I they do. threw the pizza away. <laughs> And I said to them, I was like, what is wrong with y'all? Y'all could have, I mean, I know my dad well enough to know. Give him a slice. Throw it away. Just give him a piece of pizza. Move on. Be be done with it. I'll buy him a Route 44 tomorrow. We'll be good. Like, but they threw the pizza out. And then there was, you know, there was that situation that happened. Caden Mallory, um, he's about to start preaching school. Caden Mallory has a problem with being the heaviest sleeper in the history of sleepers. I took one of the, um, the what's the, oh, man, Treasury Bible Knowledge, mm. uh, that big old factual book, yeah. you know. Um, you might have it on your shelf here, Caleb, somewhere, but I took that book, and I, I just dropped it, and it hit him in the head. <laughs> Oops. And he right. didn't move. And I thought, either he's the heaviest sleeper in the world. Or you just killed him. <laughs> and so I started, rather than try to shake him awake, I can't do that. So I started saying to the campers, bring me stuff. (laughs) And these kids start bringing me stuff, and I just start dropping it on him. And he's not moving. And I said, bring me my Nerf gun. And I just started shooting him point blank in the head. (laughs) And he finally stirred. And he woke up. And I was like, dude, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, what's going on? I got a headache, but I'm all right. And he's like, I'm fine. Well, the next day. (laughs) That's a crazy dream. Something whacked me in the head. The next day. We had a strict shower schedule and because we had like yeah. 20 people. So if you had short hair and you could afford to shower at night, you showered at night. If you needed to shower in the morning, you showered in the morning. 
but it was a strict 10 minute schedule because we had so many kids. Caden took a 30 minute shower <laughs> because he fell asleep in the shower. <laughs> and I, I remember I, I was banging on the door going, what are you doing, man? And he, he goes, I'll be out in a minute. And he came out and I was like, were you sleeping? He said, yeah. And he said, I just, I leaned my head up against the wall of the shower and I just fell asleep. <laughs> and I don't know how in the world he didn't fall. Um, you know, it's just, it, there's so much that happens. That's, that's fun. Like pranks yeah. that you can pull on people. And then the, the crazy interactions that you have, um, you know, and the, the, the takeaway for a podcast like this is we just want to laugh. <laughs> you know, the world is so messed up right now. Like I, <laughs> I hope you listen to this sometimes rather than listen to the news because this will oh, at yeah. least hopefully brighten your day and not make you think the world has completely lost its mind. Amen. And in truth, <laughs> in truth, you know, the world hasn't really changed much over the last several years. We've right. just, we've been a lot more open in the world about accepting sin than we used to be. But the sin's always been around and it's going to continue to be around. And so the, the things that matter in life, obviously, is, as far as being a Christian is concerned, is that you follow God, and it is okay to laugh. And I think we're, we're too tightly wound right now. You know, we're, we're worried about our government. We're worried about our country. We're worried about our world. We're worried about fill in the blank. I'm worried about my 401k. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. I, I, I don't know what it is that you as a listener are worried to, about, but I do know this. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to take a moment. And to stop and think about life and to realize the gift that's been given to us. That's right. And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes you can't help but laugh. Laughter's good medicine. That's and right. And sometimes the only thing you can do is take some medicine. Right. And that's what you got to do. <laughs> so medicate yourselves with some laughter, guys. <laughs> and sometimes it's at your own expense. You that's have right. To laugh at yourself. That's you exactly to, right. That was one thing the school, I think, taught all of us yeah. was we had to quickly develop some thick skin. Stop taking oh, yeah. yourself so seriously. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yep. you know, if you weren't Because careful, none of them did. <laughs> if so. you weren't careful, you're in bad trouble. Uh-huh. And so we're thankful that you, as a listener, have taken the time. I hope you're enjoying this because... We've got ideas to, to have this happen more frequently. Uh, we're I know hope, we're enjoying it. Yeah, well, I know we. <laughs> I, I'm telling you what, the, the one we did with Derek Coble and Jonathan, Wayne had just arrived when we were finishing that one up. And Wayne thought we weren't recording because we were laughing so hard. But now I know why. And That's now right. Know why. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly right. There was so much that we were talking about. And now you know why. If you, if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one. It was really good, too. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you like this, you know how you can help is you leave us a rating and a review. You let us know that you like it. You tell us what you like. Maybe you have ideas for other things that we can do. We've toyed around with maybe talking about some anonymous stories that have happened and seeing where those go. Maybe you're interested in giving us some of those. I don't know. All I know is I hope this is brightening your day, helping you laugh a little bit, and to understand that while we are mainly focused on producing biblical content, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh, not to take ourselves too seriously, and to understand that it is okay to laugh. So did that really happen? Yeah, it did. And it was pretty messed up at times. <laughs> and that's okay. And so next week, Lord willing, we'll have another episode for you to listen to and to have. And hopefully you like this. But you can find all of our social media links in the show notes. Uh, you can find the podcast that we did with Wayne on all major podcast platforms, the Through Their Eyes, uh, reaching the church through reaching the local church and media. And that was a great episode. Wayne gave a lot of good material on that. And we're just, we're hopeful that you're enjoying the summer season. I know there's not a lot of content, but we've, we've increased the amount of time the episodes are so that you can devour those over the course of a week if you wanted to. 
I know that our typical content's about 20 minutes, uh, maybe less. But I also know during the summer, we like to give our hosts a break, give them an opportunity to kind of rest and get ready for the next season. And it's been a wonderful blessing to be able to be on the podcasts that we've had so far with the people we've recorded with. And we have more that we're recording soon, and we can't wait to share them with you. May God bless you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.